you know, it's more just about the motivation for planting. Okay, because here's the thing. We all have a motivation for doing anything. If you, if you start, if you sign up at the gym and you're wanting to start doing some exercise, there, there's a motivation involved there. You, there's something that you're wanting to accomplish. And, you know, if, if, if we all signed up for the gym from this meeting, everybody who's, who's, who's in the meeting, um, we probably all have maybe similar, but, but there'd be a number of different motivations. Some people would want to be look, looking good. Some people want to feel good. Some people want just fitness or overall health. Some people may be bored. <laughs> I don't know what your motivation for it would be. Uh, maybe uh, 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 it's uh, you want to get married. Uh, but, you know, there would be right motivation and there would be wrong motivation. The same thing with church. Uh, I, I've, um, you know, like Pastor Isaac said, you know, the, 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 the message should give birth to church. So, you know, the church is the gathering of believers which comes around a specific message for a specific purpose. That's how I would define church. The church is the gathering, the purposeful gathering of believers. So it's a, it's a gathering of believers coming together around a specific message for a specific purpose. Okay, that specific message, as it has just been so clearly uh, uh, emphasized for us, is the message of the gospel. The good news of God's unconditional love and grace through the finished work of Jesus, everything that Jesus accomplished for us, everything that, that that means, it's a message of eternal life. But then it's also the, the, the gathering for a specific purpose, because we're not just a people who receive a message, but we're a people who carry a message. And I think that that is so important. Many, no, I, I'm pretty sure that you guys in this meeting are not uh, the guys I'm talking about now, but there's a lot of believers who are just more self-focused and self-centered in, in their approach to their Christianity and, and that their whole approach is what can I get? Like, or, or they've got a consumerism um, focus with regard to uh, a church. You know, I, I, if you're a pastor, if you're a, a leader in a church, you know that there's a huge level of consumerism going on in church. And that was never God's heart, God's intention. And, and for us as pastors, as for us as church planters and leaders, sadly, a lot of the time we give into that, um, uh, um, what you call it, we give into that, that wrong motivation, that wrong desire, and, and we, we, we kind of feed it. Because, you know, how, how, do we, how do we do that? You know, uh, 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 now you've got consumers looking for something to get out of church. They sh they're church shopping. So, you know, what kind of church am I looking for? I'm looking for one that will have good worship. I'm looking for one that will have a, a good this, a good that, or whatever. And so now they, 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 they're coming with their shopping list of what do I want for church, and the, 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 the clarity on the message of the gospel is usually at the bottom of the list for a lot of believers. Nobody in this meeting, obviously, present company excluded. <laughs> okay. So, you know, what we do as pastors, we, we, we're often wanting, well-intending, and, and our motivations are, are, are genuine. We're wanting people to, to come to church. We're wanting people to join our church so that we can minister to them, so that we can help them, so that, you know, they're 
contribution, not just money, but them being part of us, their hands, their feet, their, 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 their gifts, all of that, they would be able to help us advance the kingdom. You know, so, so we're well intended in wanting them to come and wanting them to stay. But often we do things to try and keep them, to try and attract them. You know, if you have to attract people through a, a good worship, often you're going to have to a good music, let's say. Okay, if you have to attract people through good music, you're probably going to have to try and keep them and maintain them through good music. The way that you attract people is going to be the way that you have to probably keep them and maintain them. So, you know, <clears throat> I, I've been to many church, different leadership conferences, church planting conferences and schools and things like that. And, and this conference and the, the previous school that we had was birthed out of frustration of what was being promoted as this is, this is, this is, this is church and this is what you should aim at. And a lot of people focus in on, uh, 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 you know, the service, the Sunday service on you've got to uh, uh, make sure you've got good worship. You've got to make sure you've got good um, uh, 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 comfy chairs. The coffee is good. You know, all of this type of stuff. And, and it all revolves around entertainment. You know, when you read through the, the, the Bible, especially the book of Acts is beautiful in that it shows us a picture of the early church it shows us the God's heart for the early church. And then you read through the epistles and you see uh, uh, the, 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 the letters to the church and you see what's going on in the churches and how they're, they're meeting together and all of this. And one of the things that we do not see is that church was ever show business. You know, and, and it's unfortunate, but a lot of the time we, we, we devalue church to show business. Where we're just trying to get bums on seats and, and it's all focused around the Sunday. It's all focused around how can we get people, keep people and help people to enjoy, you know, this uh, one hour, one hour and a half, two hours, however long, you know, you're doing it in your culture. And I believe that that is really a disservice that we're doing. Okay, we, we should be, be realizing that it's the ga purposeful gathering of believers for a mission. And, you know, the, the gathering of believers, yes, there'll be unbelievers amongst us. Yes, we want to minister to them and get them to receive Christ. But the, 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 the gathering together of believers is for a purpose. And the purpose isn't to just have a bless me, holy huddle club but to, to mobilize and equip and mature for ministry. So there's a couple of things I want to look at. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We love to say verse 17, which is, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. So old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We, we, we love to see the, you know, the Christian as the, the new believe, the, 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 the new creation. And, and, you know, we're a new man in Christ, new woman in Christ. The old is gone, the new has come. But then it goes on and it says that we've been given in verse 18, a ministry of reconciliation. Okay. And, and that we've got a message with that ministry. So if, 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 we, if we look at this, it's saying that you're not just a new creation for the sake of being a new creation. You, you, you're, you don't just receive a message, but you carry a message. And as, as leaders, this is our, uh, 
I don't want to call it duty and I don't want to call it our responsibility because it's a it's a beautiful privilege that we have to help the 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 the, the church the believers the saints of God not only know who they are but the high calling that they have in Christ and that high calling is a ministry of reconciliation to reach people to 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 help reconcile people with God okay you know, and then it says in verse 20, we are then, uh, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in God's stead, be reconciled to God. This is powerful. Yeah, we need to see that in preaching, in teaching, in pastoring, in being an elder, a leader in the church, in being a, a, a church planter. We are representing God Almighty. You know, there's a specific message that we come around, and, and then there's a specific message that forms our mission. And so, you know, we've got to know what is our motivation for church because the motivation should be the, the correct motivation. Otherwise, we're going to get the wrong fruit. We're going to get the we're going to have the wrong we're going to get frustrated because the wrong focus will, will not accomplish what it should accomplish. Okay, so yeah, if I look at the, the 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 guys in the meeting, if I look at who's sharing, it's amazing how many different cultures. I mean, we've had Pastor Isaac from Zimbabwe. There's a, a, a an African culture, you know, myself, Shane, South African culture, just a different African culture than uh, uh, Isaac. Uh, you've got Greg Moore, you've got Mark, you've got Dylan, different parts of the United States. Um, we've got Benjamin Conway from London. We've got Mark McCord from Switzerland. You know, th th there's different cultures, but the message is the same. The, the bait is the same. The packaging might be different, but the, the, the gospel message is the same. And then the way that we would uh, 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 do church, you know, it might look a little bit different according to culture. But here's the thing. It's going to, in essence, uh, 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 have the same heart and the same focus and the same direction. Okay, so, you know, when, when we hosted church planning school uh, two years ago, I asked this question. And I'm going to ask every single one of us in this meeting now the same question. And I want to encourage you to, to, to think about it. Okay, if you're going to plant a church... Okay, some of you are, 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 you know, you're going to plant a church, you desire to plant a church. Some of you might not want to plant a church, but you're just interested. Some of you might want to support a plant, a church plant or something like that. But this is church planting conference. Amen. So there's a, a focus with it. So now church planting, you, you, you're wanting to put together a church plant. If you were heading up a church plant, who would your dream team be? The, the, the people that you want to plant with. Like, like if you were to pick five uh, roles to fill on your team, what would they be? Okay, what, what would those five roles be to fill your team and help you to, 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 to establish a church and, and all of that? Okay, think about it for two seconds. One, two. Now, often what happens is, is when I ask that question to, to, to aspiring church planters, what happens is they answer it by saying worship leader. They answer it by saying uh, 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 people to pack out chairs. You know, they answer it by saying everything that revolves around a Sunday. And 
Sunday is important, but we're not called to show business. Okay, we're called to, to a community. We're called, and, and in essence, we're actually called to discipleship. Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples, someone who's established in the truth of the word. If we focus on building people, if we focus on building into uh, 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 people's lives and establishing them in the, in the truth of the word so that they will be established and fruitful uh, and become fruitful so that they would be part of a, 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 a healthy family, the church of God, what will happen is they will start to, um, uh, 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 the, the, the church will start to grow, a, a, a people will start to form. Okay, a, a church will form if you focus on discipleship. See, Jesus never said once, go plant churches. What did he say? He said, go make disciples. Okay, so our focus needs to be evangelizing, reaching the lost, preaching the gospel to them, and then establishing them in the truth of the word. And as we establish them in the truth of the word, we would see a, 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 a church form. Community comes together. You know, tomorrow we're going to have a discussion with, with people who've planted churches. And later you'll, 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 you'll hear from Dylan also who uh, um, planted a church uh, uh, just over a year ago. And, and, you know, every single time we've planted a church as well as Grace Life, you know, it's the same story. People come together around the message. It's a community. Now you can take the approach of having a show of, 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 you know, trying to attract people because you're providing a good service. But, you know, the last thing I think any of us would want is having to maintain a service. We would rather have a family, a community, which are, are, are deep in the word, and, and are, are growing in the word and people who are uh, 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 um, starting to be fruitful. Okay, so, you know, that's the point. Let's look at, at, at um, what is it, Ephesians chapter 4. So, you know, as I said, there's, there's many different cultures in the, around the world, but the gospel is the same, you know. And, and, and once I was in a... Um, this was interesting for me. I was in a, a, a church service and I was sitting there and it wasn't a, a grace life. I was just in a, in a random church and the message, people were enjoying the message being preached, but I wasn't. I was sitting there and I was going, yeah, I, I'm not from this country um, and I don't know what they're saying. Like, like it, it's, it's culturally irrelevant to me. And I was meditating about that and I was like, if it's culturally, culturally irrelevant, like surely then it's completely irrelevant church-wise because culture like uh, is secondary to the gospel. Now, now, now sometimes culture and, and gospel will conflict. Sometimes God uses culture and it's a God-given thing. I, I understand all of that. But what I'm saying is that <clears throat> the message we preach is the gospel and we contextualize it to culture. We don't preach things in culture and throw a little bit of in the name of Jesus sprinkles over it so that it, it's culturally, uh, so that it's biblically accurate or so that it's, it's culturally a, 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 a Christianity applicable. You know, we preach gospel. We have a message. 
We don't deviate from that. So Ephesians chapter 4, 11, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. So it's talking about the, the fivefold, if you want to call it, expressions of Christ. And it says why these giftings are in the church, these abilities, it's for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Leadership's role, eldership's role in the body of Christ is to equip, to, to perfect the saints. This is talking about maturity. Unfortunately, a lot of people's approach to church planting is entertainment, not equipping. And I understand the need to try that or the, the desire to do that because you, you, you want to keep people. You want to, you know, like if we're focused on the offering bucket, then it's important for us to, to try and manage that. But, but it's the wrong focus. That's not what we're called to. We're called to equip people. And equipping, all of us will agree, maturing and equipping isn't always comfortable. So, you know, if it's not always comfortable, then, then we're willing to, to but, but, but we should be willing to do it anyway because we're not governed by the offering bucket. We're not governed by what's going in there or what's not going in there. We're not preaching messages which bring in bigger offerings or not preaching messages because it causes the offering to go low. We're preaching the word and with, with, with confidence and boldness, knowing this is what God is calling me to preach. This is what God's calling us to do is mature. It goes further down and in verse 14. It says that henceforth be, uh, uh, we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine. Now, if, if it's saying clearly we're, that the, the, the heart of God is that the saints would mature and be not children. And then it even explains that a child is someone tossed to and fro with different doctrines, which means that if, if we're wanting to see people mature, we want to see them mature to the place where they... Um, have uh, uh, they understand the right doctrine, where they've got a foundation of doctrine, where there's healthy teaching. So you cannot mature apart from solid teaching. And there are churches which focus more on milky messages and some which are maybe just meaty messages. And as, as, as leaders, we need to create a, a, a meal for people with a balanced diet. Some people need milk right now, but you always just give them a little bit of meat. Some people are, are, are needing some meat, but you just, they need to be refreshed in the, the milk for, from time to time. The point is, is that we're, we're, the message, the meal that we're serving is determining the fruitfulness, not the worship. The worship's not determining the fruitfulness of your church. You know, your, 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 how good your band is. And we, we, I've fallen into that trap sometimes where, you know, you desire just the band to be perfect and sound great, you know, and because, and you know, we started off with just, just the simplicity and, and we grew organically. And I'm not against start, starting off church with a, a big, all the bells and the whistles and whatever, because I understand the psychology of attracting people and, 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 and starting off strong and things like that. But here's the point. Here's the point is we mustn't make those the main thing. We're not in show business. As a pastor, you're not in show business. Now, I, I can be theatrical. I can be entertaining. I can be funny. I enjoy that. I enjoy. I've, I've laughed a lot. The, the sermon I laughed in the most was when I preached about the devil. 
<laughs> you know, uh, 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 I, I like that. But here's the thing, okay? That though, like, like, I don't try to be funny. <laughs> I don't uh, try to be entertaining. God uses my personality, which I think is funny and, and entertaining. And then as a result, like, it, 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 it ministers to people. And, and this is how we should be as well. Like we shouldn't be like trying to figure out a joke to put in our sermons. Now it's not wrong, but that shouldn't be our focus. Pray, rather pray and receive from the Lord with regards to uh, uh, what, what is he wanting you to say to people? What are, want, are people wanting to, needing to learn? That's more important. Yeah. So motivation for planting Thank you. Motivation for planting is really, um, let me just clip it in here. Okay. Motivation for planting is, is I believe, the same motivation for, for why did uh, Jesus come? And, you know, if we look at, um, uh, uh, what's it, uh, John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Okay, so, so the motivation for Jesus coming was love. The motivation for Jesus coming was the love of the Father. So the, 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 our primary purpose for, for, um, uh, for planting a church must be love. Love for God, obviously, but love in, the love of God flowing out of us, compelling us to <clears throat> wanting to to, to, to reach the lost in our community and wanting to, to, to disciple the found and gather the found into community. You know, that should be it. the love for God's people, the love for the lost should be our motivation for what we're doing here in, in, in wanting to plant a church. We're not planting because we need money. Now, some people start ministries because they need money and they want money. That's wrong. You know, we're not planting churches because we, we have nothing else to do. <laughs> you know, uh, I love this saying, you're not planting a church or pastoring a church to, to be popular, you know, or to be liked by people. So you've got to check in your heart that, that you're not doing it, trying to be liked by people. Because if you are, you'll be disappointed and you'll always be trying to please people and you cannot please God while trying to please people. If you're wanting to please people and be popular, go sell ice cream. Make sure it's good ice cream. <laughs> but the point is, is that, that our motivation needs to be love. Now you, let's say you've got the gift of teaching. I was going there earlier. Let's say you've got the gift of teaching and you're passionate about teaching. You want to teach the word. You want to help open up the word of God so that people can see and understand and, and, and grow and all of this. What is, why are you in ministry? Okay. Why is it that you want to teach? It's not because you're called to be a teacher. If you answer the reason why, why are you wanting to plant a church? If you're saying it's because I'm, 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 I'm called to plant a church. It's, it's still, there's still something faulty in your, um, uh, um, how do I say, in your um, uh, motivation. Our motivation for planting should be love. 
Yes, I'm called. God's, God's called me. He's gifted me for this, but I just love people. I, I, I want to see God's kingdom advance. I want to see people found and established in truth. I want to see them living, you know, uh, uh, lives, uh, uh, you know, fruitful lives, lives in relationship with God, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's not for any other reason except love. You know, if, if your gift that you've got isn't for you, your gift of uh, prophecy is not for you. The purpose of you prophesying isn't to use your gift. The purpose of you teaching is not to use your gift. The purpose of you pastoring is not to use your gift. The purpose of you apostling is not for you to use your gift. The purpose of you doing whatever you're doing is not to use your gift. So the purpose of you, your gift is not for, for you to, to use your gift. The purpose is of you teaching is so that people would be taught. The purpose of you, 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 you prophesying is that people would be built up and encouraged and hear from God, especially because they can't hear from them for themselves maybe at that point in their journey. The purpose of you pastoring is that people would be shepherded. The, you know, the, 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 there's a purpose for your gift. The purpose of, of prophesying, as I said, encouragement. The purpose of teaching, equipped and, 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 and understanding. It's not about your gift and it's not about you. The purpose of you planting a church isn't you. You know, like one of the biggest challenges you might have, and we, we, we had this, it wasn't a huge challenge, but like after pastoring for, for nine years uh, at the church that we had planted in 2010, God spoke to Marna, my wife and I, and said, you know, hand over the church, get ready to hand over the church. And we, you know, and, and we were going to move into something else, into a new season. And many people would automatically say, you know, that must have been so difficult. No, it wasn't. <laughs> because my value and identity wasn't in the church that I was pastoring. It wasn't in my success as a pastor or whatever like that. And it wasn't, uh, uh, I wasn't looking at this as my thing. I was always just doing it for the Lord and it belonged to him. So if you plant a church and you're like, I want to build this church for God, then make sure it is really for God and not for you or your ego. Make sure that it's not just for you to, 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 to enjoy uh, 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 the, 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 the attention, you know, that's what I find a lot of ministers, the trap we fall into with regards to ministry is that it feeds our ego with the attention and we kind of give into that. When we shouldn't be giving into that, we should be doing it because we want to help people. I love being upfront. I love it. I love ministering to people, but it's not for me. Yeah, uh, it's much, much easier to just read my Bible by myself or spend time watching Netflix or whatever you're wanting to watch. And yeah, just relaxing with my family. But the point is, is, is you do it because of the love of people. You're wanting to minister to people. Amen. So the motivation of you using your gift, of you planting a church is people reaching the nations. Your life is not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your, your body, with your life. Okay, so, you know, I, I want to encourage you, finish off the session by encouraging you that you know, you're here not because, I mean, this isn't a, um, um, to use my words maybe carefully, this isn't a, 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 a bless me conference. This isn't a, 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 a conference where you're all lining up waiting for a prophetic word and thus saith the Lord, uh, you know, uh, I, I love you and I've always loved you. And, you know, this isn't one of those conferences. This is one of the, the this is 
it's called church planting conference. So, you know, we're not going to attract thousands of people by the name alone. <laughs> we're, we're attracting people who are, are passionate. You guys are passionate. If you're already planted a church, well done. If you're already pastoring a church, well done. If you're in leadership and part of a church plant or you're preparing for one or you've got a desire to be part of the, 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 the mission of, of, of reaching people, the mission of discipleship which, and evangelism which results in churches, then well done. I want to encourage you that your heart is in the right place and God is, is excited looking at you because he's like, wow, I can do something with that. You know, if, you, if your motivation is pure, especially, it's like, wow, that's amazing. This person wants to be a blessing. This person wants to, you wanting to, to, to help people and encourage people and, and see them come alive and marriages restored, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's awesome. You know, we, we're all part of this, uh, 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 this mission of disciples, making disciples, making disciples. And church leadership, are, we are the, the, the elders who are really just coming alongside you and coaching you and equipping you and loving you and helping you. You know, the purpose of the, the, the pastor isn't just to shepherd, but to equip people to shepherd, to equip the body of Christ to look after each other. So there's a bigger purpose that we're all involved with each other. And I just wanted to finish off this session by saying, well done and encouraging you that you're on the right track, especially if you're in, in, in a conference like this right now. Now, the last thing I want to say is, is you know, my testimony is I was involved in, in churches most of my, uh, uh, my, my childhood growing up. I was always wanting to serve and be involved. And, you know, I, I loved God and I, I just wanted to please him. And that was my problem. I was constantly trying to please God. Constantly trying to, uh, uh, and it's not wrong to want to, but I didn't realize I was secure in him already. I was trying to get brownie points with God. And, 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 and I was constantly trying to get closer to God or make him like me more. And even other people and the pastor and everyone. You know what's awesome? <clears throat> Jesus gets baptized in water in, in, in Matthew chapter 3. Voice from heaven comes and says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now, let's pause there for a moment. What did Jesus do before his baptism? Crickets. All I hear is like nothing. Crickets. <laughs> you know, nothing. But like, there's no record of any mighty miracle, of any big crusade. There's no record of, of, of raising the dead, cleansing the lepers, healing the sick. Well, there's no record of all of this type of stuff. Okay, but after the father expresses his delight and pleasure in the son, Jesus goes off and has three years of world-changing ministry. Let me put it to you. Before you do anything significant for God, you need to know that you are secure in him, that you are accepted by him, that he is pleased with you. He's not pleased with you because you're wanting to plant a church and because you're sacrificing to plant a church. It's, it, that's great. But he's pleased with you because you are his beloved child. And when you... In, you, you can receive and enjoy and experience the pleasure of the Father. It will enable you to live a life that is pleasing to him, but, but a life of abundant fruitfulness. 
and you won't be in bondage to trying to obtain favor and trying to obtain uh, 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 um, acceptance or, or brownie points from him because you're going to be doing it because you found favor with him. The motivation is your relationship with God. The motivation is what you've received from him. That's my testimony. I'd served God for many years. And then, you know, while I was in ministry, I had a revelation of grace. And I realized the error of my, my ways that I was trying to please God. And I realized I did please God. And my motivation changed and my fruitfulness increased rapidly. And that's when we started planting churches. That's when Grace Life was born. And, you know, since then, I've never done it to try and impress God. I've been doing it because I, I'm impressed by God. <laughs> I've been doing it because I'm like, wow, God, you love me. And it's just motivated me to go further. So I trust that that really encourages you and inspires you just to make sure that your motivation, even if you're just already in ministry, your motivation for ministry is right. You're not doing it for the applause of men because, uh, uh, you know, the message that we carry is not going to always bring that. It might bring some rocks. So 